bringing us to the realization that actually these days are tremendously important. More than that, we can't play around with our Christianity. So what is it all about, John? How are you going to leave us with a skip in a step and a song within our heart? Well, I'm reminded of another day. A day way back when God's people, not to the church, but the children of Israel, so let's call them the same as you, they were God's people. God's people were in a place of tremendous significance and tremendous important days, for they were in bondage and they were in slavery and the taskmasters over them were beating them. Pharaoh of Egypt put them into prisons and bound them up. But in those significant days, God was not taken unawares. The Bible says that the prayers of God's people ascended to heaven and God heard their cry. I want to tell you, if we are living in significant days, that is true. If we're living in dark days, that may be true. But our God is still a God who hears the cries of his people. Hallelujah. He's looking for a people. He's looking for a church. He's looking for a company that will come together and cry out to him, Oh God, will you help us in this significant day? God always has a plan. It's not a plan B, it's a plan A. He always has a plan to raise up a deliverer. The word of the Lord comes to Moses. Moses declares to that Pharaoh, let my people go. I want to say something to you. You are to declare to the principalities and the powers and those that be around this area, let my people go. There's to be a message whereby the people are to be released. And so Moses leads them out and wants to lead them into something better. I've got some news for you this morning. It's all with God's plan to lead us out of where we're at into something better. And whatever you are doing and whatever God is blessing you with now, I prophesy into the house, he still has got more for you. And he wants to take you out of where you are into something greater. It's always his plan and always his purpose. Probably never more so in significant days. The place that he wants to take the children of Israel into when Moses led them out was a place that was declared to be full of good fruit. It was a place that was a land uh, that was not only full of good fruit, but it would flow with milk and with honey. Very, very significant uh, for the much fruit was to be that that would sustain and bless them. Uh, can, I, can I say something? Uh, even driving into Ilkeston this morning, I see and I sense there is still much fruit here. Hallelujah. There are boys and girls that are going to know the fruit of salvation. There are young people and the ministry that we prayed over today. It's going to bear much fruit. It's going to be big fruit. It's going to be actually greater than you can imagine. Will you say an amen to it? Not only that kind of fruit, there's the fruit of the Spirit that we need to see evidence in our lives. Not just the gifts of the Spirit, but the fruit of the Spirit. I like what they're teaching on with the boys and girls. 
Oh, yes, we can be more loving and we can become more good and we can become more patient and we can become more kind. But if our Christianity is only based on what we do in the four walls of a building, it is of little worth. It's to affect us to be out there and to live a life that is more Christ-like than ever before. Oh, the fruit, the fruit. And a land that flows with milk. Milk is symbolic of the word of God. And it is only the word of God that can actually bring the necessary sustenance and life to those who are in need. And honey, honey speaks of sweetness and the sweetness of the Holy Spirit. How we need to be men and women of the Spirit of God. (laughs) Moses is raised up and he says, let my people go. And he leads the people out, thank God. That just over 2,000 years ago, God knew that mankind was in significant days and desperate need. And so he sent a deliverer, whom we celebrate this morning, who left the splendors of heaven, declared to the principalities of powers, let my people go. And our lovely Savior died on the cross of Calvary to take us out of a life of sin into a life whereby we could enjoy the richness of God. Hallelujah. Mm, the only thing is that this land that was flown with milk and with honey and had been prepared for God was there waiting for them to go into. Moses said, I want to see what this, la- this land is like. And so you know the story. He picked out 12 men to go and spy out that land that brought back that report. Here's the interesting thing, and you don't often hear it preached. But when they came back, the 12 spies, they all brought the same report. Oh, I've heard all kinds of messages. But every single one of those spies, they came back and said it's a good land. Every one of those spies says it's a land that flows with milk and with honey and has much fruit in it. Yes, they brought back the same report. But then there is a difference. For the voice of the majority voiced out their concern and said this. Nevertheless, but... There are giants in the land. Hmm. Nevertheless and but, there are giants in the land. Giants that mean that we can't enter into that without a battle. Giants that are well able to stop us entering in to the destiny of a new land and something better and something greater. The voice of the majority swelled up, nevertheless, but there are giants in the land. There are always giants in the land. There are always obstacles. There are always mountains to climb. There are always battles to be fought. But if you hear nothing else of what I say this morning, hear me on this, will you please? There is nothing at all, and there never can be anything about giants that stop us from entering into our destiny. There is only one thing that robs people of entering into what God's got for them, and that is unbelief. The giants and the plans and purposes of God are already a defeated foe. But into the minds of the spies there came deception. 
And we find that in the Bible we read what I think is one of the most ridiculous verses in the whole of the Word of God. It says this, oh, we, we saw these giants and we were like grasshoppers compared to them. Well, they probably were, but then they make this statement. And we looked like grasshoppers through their eyes. How can you know what you look like through somebody else's eyes? I want to tell you there may be opposition to the plans and purposes. I want to tell you there will always be battles to fight. But don't allow anybody to rob you of your sight that sees that God is for you and not against you. I want you to realize that although compared, and we've already had a conversation this morning about some political leaders or council leaders that might say no. Hey, they can say no a thousand times, but if God says yes, it's going to be a yes that results. And I want to tell you you that don't see yourself through other people's eyes. See yourself as God sees you. You have been born again of the Spirit of God. You've been baptized in the Holy Spirit. You're a man and a woman of God that has authority to say, in the name of Jesus be healed. Hallelujah. Others will say it isn't so. But how does God see you? And how does God say that it is? But nevertheless, there are giants in the land. And I meet so many Christians. They see other people being blessed. They can belong to a great church that's going forward, but they themselves still fail to enter into what God has got for them because of a but and because of a nevertheless and because of a lack of faith. They see the negative and the obstacles. Well, in this day of significance, when so much is happening... I believe there is a call for every man and woman like never before, certainly within the fellowship of Assemblies of God and every church that I visit, certainly every person who's hearing this message right now to rise up and enter into the destiny that God has got for you. In order to find your ministry, where you... I I, I would be embarrassed to belong to this church and not have gone to that other building yet to see it. Every one of you, I hope you're going to go within the next week or two. Certainly, when we leave this service, we're going to go straight away. You ought to grasp it. You ought to see it. You ought to belong to it. You ought to be a part of it. It's not enough just to be a pew filler. These are significant days. Your heart might be touching. You might feel you can give a day or half a day. Or you might say, I don't know. Don't allow a but or or a nevertheless to rob you. You see, thank God. Thank God for this. That although there might be a majority at times that would voice something of negativity, oh dear, there are always some that will declare, oh yes, it's true. There are some giants, there are some obstacles, but we're going to do a but. And we're going to do a nevertheless as well. But we can most certainly enter in, hallelujah. Nevertheless, we can most certainly do it. I like being with those kind of people. I like being with the kind of people that don't deny the reality of obstacles, but see those obstacles as things to be overcome rather than to weigh them down. Hallelujah. There's always obstacles, but my God is bigger than any obstacle. Hallelujah. If I was preaching this in a black church, I reckon everybody would be going, wah, wah. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
Now, it's very, very interesting. You've got to grasp something here. I want, I want, I just, there's one thing that I just wanted to emphasize in all of this. You see, in the Bible, and I know I haven't read the scriptures to you. <laughs> I very often get told off for that. But in the Bible, and I've quoted it quite a lot to you, in this story of Moses leading the children out and going into the promised land and what have you, and of course they wandered around in the desert place. Only those that made that faith statement entered in. And it's the same today. Only those of you that will make the faith statement, only those of you who will say, ah, but we most can certainly do it, are going to really push into all that God's got for you. But actually, what happens is, the giants are named for us. And they say, listen, in that land there are the Hittites and the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Perizzites, the Girgashites, the Hivites, the Jebusites, and I don't know, but I think there was probably some mosquito bites as well. I'm not sure about that. You say, John, so what's so important about that? Well, I'll tell you what's important. In the Bible, names are tremendously significant. They mean something. God often wants to change names from what somebody was to what they are or what they will become because of the importance of names. Mm, I'll give you an example, if you like, of the kind of thing I'm talking about. The name Jacob means usurper. The name Jacob means someone that actually was a trickster. But God, when he wrestled with him, he said, I'm going to change your name, and no longer are you going to be called Jacob. You're going to be called Israel, which means prince of God. When you come over into the New Testament, there's other examples. There was that boy that was called uh, Simon. Simon, that means a, a reed that's tossed around by every wind. Oh, wouldn't enter into his destiny. Just hadn't got anything about him. But then God did something with him. Jesus took a hold of his life like he wants to take hold of your life and my life. And he says, no longer will you be a reed tossed around, but you'll become a rock. Something solid, because now your name is going to be changed to Peter. And so names, and we could develop a whole message on that, are significant and important. Important. And the names of the giants are very, very important as well. In fact, they all mean something. And the names of those giants and what they represent, they're still around today. In fact, they're in Ilkeston. You say, what, the, the Hittites and the Gershites? Yes. The giants and their names and what those names mean, they exist in this church. And they are still stopping people from moving in to what God has got for them. I wish I had time to give you all of the meanings of the names so you could see if you can identify with them and whether they're stopping you from entering in. But let me give you just one example as I begin to wind it all up and then I pray. And there were Hittites in the land. The giants of the Hittites, the name Hittite, it means dread or fear. It comes from a root word that means to be made afraid or scared, or terrified. And here's the interesting thing. 
It is the spirit of fear that is still robbing people and stopping people from entering into their own personal destiny and promised land where there's much fruit and where there's milk and where there is honey. But I'm here today to declare something to you. Fear is not of God. My Bible tells me that God's spirit is one of power and of love and of a soundness of mind. 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7. And yet so many people fail to become all that God has called them to be because of fear. People are afraid of sickness. People are afraid of world events. People are afraid of being baptized in the Holy Spirit. People are afraid of being baptized in water. I think there's a baptismal service in water next week. If you haven't been baptized in water yet and you haven't got your name down, get it down after the service. It's the most wonderful confession. Do the devil uh, some harm by declaring I'm not afraid of this. I'm going to declare I'm now a son or a daughter of the living God. Some people are afraid of being themselves. They'd, They'd rather be like somebody else. The only person that we're to be like is to be like Jesus. I went through a whole period in my life and wanted to be like other folk. Until I come to the conclusion there was even one or two folk that would like to be like me. Andrew can't believe that. <laughs> Our little dog, he wanted to be like me. I know he did. He really wanted to. <laughs> Some people are afraid of failure. Well, supposing it doesn't work. Hey, what happens if it all goes belly up, this new ministry? What happens? I'm going to tell you, it ain't going to go belly up. It's going to know the success and the joy and the blessing of God upon it. But some people never get into anything because they're afraid it might fail. There are other people that are afraid to do anything because they think it might succeed. Honestly, some people are scared of success. And actually, success is harder to deal with than failure. We won't go into that, but it is. Some people are afraid of insects, snakes, heights, darkness. I don't know what it is that you're scared of. It can be the result of our upbringing. I, I, I really don't like heights. I've told you this before, because I tell a lot of people, if I put thick socks on, I'll go a bit giddy. You know, I, re- <laughs> I, I, I just don't like heights. This is about my limit, you know, this is it. Anything more than that. And, and it probably is, because one day I was looking out of the window, and I can't remember the incident, but I can imagine it happened. My mum and dad said, John, come away from the window! fall out and suddenly something got into me and now you know got to be careful of the words that we say speak good words into your kids but we can become afraid because of our upbringing perhaps become afraid because we've been let down so we decide we're not going to trust again perhaps it is that there's been some accident or some grief or traumatic experience perhaps it's because of some child abuse that is absolutely talk about significant days rampant, rampant. There must be in this congregation, some of you, they're having to face up to the, the giant of having been abused in the past. And it can rob you, it can cause you then to be afraid. Fear can be the result of some adult sin or some unknown situation. And fear can put a tremendous restraint upon all that we are to become. And if we're not careful, we can be ruled by fear. The Bible says the fear of man, it brings a snare. 
And broken spirit dries the bones, but it goes on and it says this. The fear of many brings a snare, but, oh, nevertheless, but he who trusts in the Lord will be exalted. I've got some. Absolutely. Oh, this is so good news. I'm getting excited myself just thinking about what I'm going to say next. I mean, are you ready for this? Nudge the person next to you and say, I think John's about to say something pretty good. Oh, I mean, you see, I, I mean, this is just, uh, oh, listen, although fear is everywhere, and though there are giants of fear everywhere, do you know what I found out? In the Bible, 365 times it declares, fear not, or do not fear. And I'm just clever enough to have worked out that there are 365 days in a year. That means for every day of the year, God says, don't fear. Hallelujah. We can live a life not governed by the Hittite spirit of fear. But we can be bold and we can be strong. I read a book many years ago, a great book by Dr. Macmillan. And he said this. It's a book called None of These Diseases. I, I think you can still get it. It's a great book. It says that fear can produce some five diseases in our bodies which can lead to headaches and high blood pressure and asthma and arthritis. I'm not saying that if you've got high blood pressure or asthma or high blood pressure or anything like that, then you are therefore full of fear or got some kind of thing wrong with you in the brain. All I'm saying is that he declared, and it's now been confirmed, that something like 80% of all illness is psychosomatic related. And the Bible says this, a merry heart does good like a medicine. Come on, folk. It's time to have some medicine today. It's time to have our heart. Oh, we might have started off talking about the significant days and how dark and everything was, but now I've turned it all around and trying to show you that Jesus is a control, that he is the all-victor. Therefore, no matter what days we are living in, we can rejoice and lift up our voice. Glory to God. The God in heaven, he looks down and he laughs at his enemies. And he says, come on up here, boys. Come on up here, girls. Look down as well. You are more than a conqueror. Hallelujah. And so it is. The Hittite spirit, the giant of fear, is a total waste of time. That's my introduction. I've only brought two resources with me today, and the reason I've spoken on this is because this is something that's with me at the moment, and I've released a new book called Defeating the Giants. In here, I name what those giants are and what those names mean, and I show you how you can overcome whatever giant it might be. There's a book, and that's a $7.99, and there's a series of eight messages, eight teachings, um, on CD, and they are £10. I usually do this, so why should I do it here? Who would like a book? Yeah. Right, you can get one from out there. <laughs> no, 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 no. Actually, yours was the first time I saw up, I think. What, did you put your hand up? What's your name? Abigail. Beautiful name, Abigail. See me afterwards, and I'll sign it for you. I might put, with love. It's 
great when you're an old man, what you can do today to Abigail, beautiful Abigail, and there's a series of CDs. What were you going to end up for? To the first person that will give me £20, they can have it. Yeah. Your hand was the first hand up. What's your name? Sorry? Another lovely name. They are Lydia. Okay. So there's a little resource table and you can get them there. And you will find that uh, those names of the giants, they mean uh, things to do with our tongue and our speech. It has to do with money. So it's a very interesting one regarding uh, our money. The Perizzites, that means an unwalled town or a village and, uh, and the need for protection. A lot of people don't protect themselves as they ought to. They allow the, they, they allow the, uh, the, the spirit of the, the Perizzite to cause them to be open to all kinds of attack. And so we look at that and then there's the other giants as well and you can get them all on those books or those teachings. But what am I here today for? I'm here today to bring us to the point of realising... We can't mess around. Here you are, sweetheart. Thank you. That we are living in significant days. You won't have anybody come here that is more fun-loving than me because I really do enjoy life. But don't let the exterior of a smiley face cause you to misread what's in my heart. And I'll read the news... And I listen to the radio, and I watch what's on TV as much as anybody in this room. And I'm totally convinced that God wants us to be raised up as an army like never before, to take us out of where we are and move us into something fresh in Him. He'll do it for denominations if we'll listen. He'll do it for churches if the leadership will rise up and not be afraid of what even what the majority might say. But he wants actually for every individual to play their part. And my, my burden today is this, that there'll be no young person or older person, no person that knows Jesus will miss out by allowing the nevertheless and a but. There are obstacles. I can't speak like Christian or Phil. Uh, I can't give like some of the others. I can't, I can't, I can't. forget the I can't. Realize you can do all things through Christ who wants to strengthen you. And today I want to deal with the demonic Hittite spirit of fear. Bow your heads in a word of prayer, please. Thank you. If you just play in the background there, I just want to pray. Time has gone. I would be failing as a Christian minister if before I prayed I didn't give opportunity while every head is bowed for any that might be here that say, but John, I just want to move out of where I'm at into the life of God. I, I want Jesus in my life and in my situation. I'm not asking you to join the church. I'm not asking you to do anything other than say, John, will you pray for me, please? Because today I don't even fully know what it really means. You might have been here a hundred times or it might be a first time, but you're saying, John, I'd like to become a real Christian. Whatever that means, I don't understand it fully, but I want Christ in my life. I do realize that the significant days in which we live in mean that I need God in my life. And if that's you this morning, 
I want to identify you and pray for you. I'm not going to embarrass you by calling you to the front this morning, but I do want to see who will say, John, pray for me, please. I want Christ in my life. And in order to do that, will you just raise your hand and put it down again, and I will see it. Thank you there, lady at the back. Thank you, sir, here on the second row. Two at the back there. One on the third row here in the middle. Thank you so much. Yes, a young man there on the third row in the middle here. Is there anyone else? You say, thank you, my love. Yes, on the second row there. You're saying, I really want Christ in my life and in my situation. Yes, I see your hand at the back there. Thank you, my love. I see you. God bless you. I saw your hand go up. And I see you, sir. God bless you. The white T-shirt there. This is my last time of asking, but it's so good when people are saying, oh, I really want Christ in my life and in my situation. Slip up your hand right now, will you please? I don't know whether it's about 10 or 11. I don't know. I haven't been keeping count. But who's going to be the last one to say, John, please? Thank you, sir. God bless you. I'll pray for you. And Father, I do pray for those that have just slipped up their hand in an indication that they want you. Perhaps they've raised their hand before. Perhaps they haven't. It really doesn't matter. But today, I pray, Lord, that you would become very, very real to them. And that, Lord, you would just minister to them so you will take them out of where they're at and take them into their destiny, into their life whereby they can know fruit and they can get to know the Word and be filled with the Holy Spirit. So bless these good folk. Help the church here to disciple them, I pray, and cause them to grow in Jesus' name. Those of you that raise your hands, it's very important you do this. I want you to make sure you tell someone before you go, perhaps the person you came with, or perhaps Christian, or Phil, or one of the other elders, or even Andrew and myself, just say, hey, I put up my hand. If you put up your hand, I haven't done this before, but I, want to, I just want to encourage you. Those of you that put up your hand, and don't do it if you didn't put up your hand. But if you put up your hand, if you go to where the books are, then they will give you a book, okay, on defeating the giants. That's my gift to you this morning. And just glance through it, read through it. It might help you. So there's a, those of you that raise your hand, there's a book there for you that you can have that I trust will help you. And now I draw the whole thing to a close before I hand back to either Christian or Phil. And I want to just deal with the spirit of fear. Because some of you haven't entered into what God's got for you. You've thought it's for others, but you're not quite there. And you know you've got to go into something fresh. You say, John, pray for me, please. Stand to your feet if that's you right now. All over this place, just begin to... That's right, don't be afraid. You say, I want something more from God. I want to move into what God's got for me. As dozens of you just slip to your feet. I'm going to count to four, and that's the end of my appeal. Stand if you would and join the dozens that are standing. One, two. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Three. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. God bless you. God bless you. Four. Then, Father, I thank you that you have given to every child of God a name that is above every name. In the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And so I declare the Lordship of Jesus over every single one of these that is standing right now, that fear will not be their rubber, but rather they will see the Hittite spirit defeated and they will move in to all that you have got for them. 
God grant them, I pray thee, ministries. God grant them, I pray thee, destinies whereby your name will be glorified. And that they will not be the voice of the majority, but rather the voice of those that will be so prepared to say, oh, but we can most certainly do it. Cause the voice of faith to rise up in the hearts and lives of those that stand before you. And whatever it is that has been their personal fear or dread, you will deal with it now in their hearts by the Spirit of God. I declare it to happen in the name of Jesus. Amen? Amen. As always, a tremendous delight to be with you here at Ilkeston.